0: welcome back to the coffee hour i'm andy bates
1: i'm sarah Golseth.
0: recently uh strong storms and hurricanes have uh been wreaking havoc across the gulf today we uh, have reverend michael meyer manager for lcms disaster response joining us for an update on uh, the storms in the Gulf, particularly in Louisiana. Pastor Meyer, thanks so much for being our guest on the Coffee Hour today.
1: You are welcome.
0: What communities have been impacted by hurricanes and storms in the uh, in the Gulf region?
1: Well, Andy, the, the the communities have really spanned across two of our districts in the LCMS: the Texas District and the Southern District. Um, the bulk of the 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 communities, the bulk of those congregations that were impacted were in southwest Louisiana near Lake Charles. Um, There's a couple of other smaller communities, Sulphur, Jennings, Iota. uh, Those were communities that were hit as well. DeRitter, north of Lake Charles. Uh, And then on the Texas side, the damage was almost exclusively in the Port Arthur, Beaumont, Orange uh, area. That's the part of Texas they call the Golden Triangle. Uh, So it's really south Eastern uh, side of the state. What's uh, what's the damage look like in those communities? Well, there is just a significant amount of wind damage. When they when when this was coming, they were expecting the wind damage, but they were also expecting a lot of flood damage. And what we saw was that the storm moved fast enough uh, that uh, and it came in uh, at a time where the the tides were not at their highest, and so. They were spared the worst of what could have been a very, very brutal storm surge, uh, so there wasn't actually a whole lot of flooding. But the the wind damage is really substantial. You you can drive through the community, and uh, nineteen out of twenty homes have uh, damage to their roofs, whether it's a, a tree on their roof or whether it's uh, an awning that is blown off. Uh, and so when you look at those that that roof damage, you know that uh even if uh the rest of the house looks okay there's damage on the inside from that water that would have come in uh through that uh, damaged roof so and then there's of course trees down all over the place so every single every single uh individual uh, homeowner is going to have problems with these trees
0: so probably uh, lots of uh, chainsaw teams are going to be needed <laughs> in the near future it sounds yeah,
1: like. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of chainsaw teams and a lot of chainsaw work here and we we expect this to be about uh, uh maybe a 2 to 4 month response actually with our chainsaw teams. Uh and you know, as far as our volunteers are concerned, we have a just a a really lot of a, a lot of good qualified volunteers who like to come out and uh, and help our congregations help our our Lutheran members be uh, uh graceful and show mercy to our uh neighbor other neighbors in the community. but one of the things that we that we're working on building uh, uh, within that community of volunteers are the certified chainsaw users It's a very we would call it a select group because it's a it's a pretty dangerous uh tool to 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 wield and use. Uh, and it it requires additional training but we do we do have uh a number of good teams scattered throughout the uh, the the LCMS who are able to come in provide uh debris removal cut up these uh these trees use some equipment like uh skid steers and bobcat walk behinds with grappling hooks on the front to grab the, uh, the 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 branches and the trunks and drop them off at the uh, at, at the side of the road, and really saving saving the the, the homeowner thousands and thousands of dollars compared to having to uh, to pay for somebody to come in and do it because our volunteers do all this work for free.
0: What communities were you able to visit uh, along with others from LCMs disaster response?
1: Yeah, so we, we visited uh, primarily Lake Charles and Sulphur, uh, but we we saw the communities on Interstate 10 as we were coming in. We uh, flew into New Orleans and drove through Baton Rouge, Lafayette, and you can kind of see as you get closer into Lake Charles, the damage increases. And then we went past that into the Texas district uh, and visited uh, Grace Lutheran Church in Orange. So St. John's is in uh, uh, Lake Charles, Uh, Trinity Lutheran Church is in Sulphur, and Grace was in Orange. Those were the three primary uh, locations that we went to. And the the reason we went really this early is so that we can work at uh, the logistics of figuring out, all right, which one of these places is going to be a good spot to house uh, volunteer teams to come down. So that's really that when we go and visit, that's, that's the reason we're there. Yes, we want to provide care to uh, the pastors that we might visit and show compassion to them. Uh, but primarily, we want to say, all right, what do we need to put into place? Who do we need to work with in order to get what we need uh, to, to house those volunteers? What is the damage to those churches? Well, uh, both in Orange, uh, uh, Texas, and Sulphur, Louisiana, they had uh, awnings and roof damage. Uh, and I, th- uh, I think if once they get in a, uh, to the church there in Sulphur, they're going to probably see that they had some water damage come in. Uh, the church in Lake Charles was impacted pretty significantly. Uh, so, if, if if you get onto our Facebook page, you'll, you'll be able to see a couple of photos, even some video uh, of this congregation, St. John's, and Lake Charles. They had uh, some stained glass windows on either side of their congregation, of their of their sanctuary, with brick in between them, and just huge sections of these sidewalls collapsed uh, into the. uh, One of them collapsed all over the pews inside the sanctuary, and there's probably uh, literally uh, four or five thousand pounds worth of bricks uh, landed on these pews, and so the wind just blew right through. You go through their preschool building. Um and there's roof damage. It blew in uh the soffits and then it the 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 wind blew down into the classrooms and so it it impacted the ceilings and uh, all, virtually every classroom uh in their preschool uh, had some so, some level of damage from that. So it's gonna it's gonna be a lot of cleanup, it's gonna be a lot of work for them. Uh, but uh, uh, we, like I said, we've got some volunteer teams that are that are already planning on coming in to help with that debris removal and setting up the capacity for additional volunteers down the road to come in and provide help and assistance. You mentioned two to four month uh, outlook for the chainsaw teams. What is that outlook for the volunteer teams that are coming in? Well, in many respects, it's going to parallel that that chainsaw work two to four months because. The bulk of the work for the homeowners is going to be some basic debris removal, but it's all related around the chainsaw work. Uh, uh, here in the next couple of weeks, we're going to get further assessments because some of these homeowners, you know, uh, insurance uh, along the Gulf Coast works differently than it does here in the Midwest. Uh, the uh, For a named storm like this, the deductible is normally pegged at a certain percentage of the value of the home. So it's not... It's not a known quantity of two to three or four thousand dollars for a deductible that many of us in the Midwest might have they may be looking at uh twenty thousand dollar deductibles as a homeowner or fifty to sixty thousand dollars for a congregation uh, it's just to pay the deductible before the insurance steps in and does any uh, does any uh, help and assistance and that's if they had the right kind of insurance because their uh, wind and uh wind insurance is Generally, a, a a different kind of insurance than the typical severe weather that we would have here in the Midwest. Yeah, I remember from uh, my time in Florida that uh,
0: hurricane insurance was was pretty common in that area. So it's a, a separate or, or an additional policy specifically addressing the issues of uh, that that might result from a hurricane. Right. How are the LCMS congregations in those communities positioned to to respond and to to respond to the needs of the community?
1: Yeah, now re- really, it has so much to do with location, right? These congregations. Are in the the heart of the areas where the, that, that that are populated, but were also impacted by the by the hurricane, so the, their locations can't be better and they both have and, and but when I say both I mean sulfur Louisiana and lake charles they both have property that is uh, easily accessible. Right. So we have a number of our chainsaw teams that are self contained. They come down in their, uh, RVs and they, they, they bring everything that they need to sustain their own life and work for, for uh, several weeks at a time. And so they, they've got, uh, the spacing for this. And we're working with those congregations, uh, to get electrical, to get plumbing and all these things so that they can, uh, basically RVs can come in and they can, they can, uh, unhook them from their trucks and hook them up to the uh to the infrastructure that's going to be there at the church and then they can just kind of set it and forget it so to speak right so that they they're there they're and and they can stay self-contained they can they can be separated you know we we live in interesting times it's uh the first major hurricane we've responded to uh since the COVID-19 crisis began right uh and so we're we're looking at uh this volunteer coordination a little differently than we did 6 8 months ago so we're, we're, we're trying to figure out how can we keep our volunteers uh, s- segregated, separate, safe, uh, ha- so that they have uh, uh, kind of places that they can go back to and, uh, and be uh, a little separated from the other volunteers, and yet still have an opportunity to go out and uh, impact the community uh, and, and proclaim the gospel in the midst of what they're doing. How has COVID affected this, this response? It, has it affected it in any additional ways? Yeah, you know, primarily it's the, the the number of volunteers that we would normally see after a disaster that are just, you know, emailing us and calling us and want to come in and help. Uh, that number is quite a bit lower than it is this time around. And on one hand, that's okay because the chainsaw work that's required on this one is it's a little more skilled. It's a little uh, there's fewer volunteers that can do it, but there are there 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 are going to be needs for the general volunteer as we go forward in these next two to four months, and we're going to have a, a an ability a way for them to do that. We're partnering with Orphan Grain Train to bring down shower trailers uh, and uh, bunkhouse trailers that are divided, uh, so that uh, uh, each of these trailers are going to be divided into three bedrooms, so to speak, with two different beds, so a couple can. Uh, it can sleep there, or a small group that, that they've traveled together. They've they, they, they've already been exposed to each other uh, uh, in in that regard, and and they're not as concerned about maybe spreading germs from uh, amongst themselves. But then another group could come in, a small group, two or three, or even one can 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 come in into this uh, little bedroom unit and stay for a, a a night. They can stay for a week. They could stay for a month, uh, and and help out. So. The number of volunteers, I think, is the, the the biggest thing that we're having to deal with. But then also, there's some education too, right? We our volunteers always go out wearing the right personal protective equipment, uh, and that means that they're taking those precautions to to not catch anything that might be in the uh, uh, in the environment as a result of the disaster. And those those protections are helpful now in covid so in many respects most of our volunteers are already prepared to to volunteer in a safe way now it's just educating and saying you know what this is this is very similar to the uh, the local restrictions and guidelines that may be in place regarding masks or social distancing and whatnot
0: and I know in in many Disasters like this, the timing of the arrival of volunteers is is important as well. Uh, Having volunteers too early isn't necessarily helpful too late isn't necessarily helpful as well. Do you do you have an idea when volunteers are, are they ready for volunteers at this point? Or is that
1: still in the future? Uh, the only volunteer that they're ready for at this point right now is the fully self-contained volunteer, the one that goes in with an RV, and the hookups aren't there yet for uh, for those uh, RVs. So they would have to know that they that they're one hundred percent on their own for electricity. They have to have their generator because the community is going to be without for uh, a couple of months. They have to have their own water. They have to have and be ready to to. Uh, take their RV to a, a, a dump station to get rid of the, the wastewater. So they have to be self-contained at this point. This weekend is when we're hoping to get the uh, that, that extra equipment from Orphan Grain Train uh, down there so that we can, uh, uh, those first couple of teams th- this weekend and early next week, they're going to be helping to set those up so that the, the, the other volunteers can come down uh, in the weeks and months to come. And where can we watch for more information in the future? Yeah, we're going to be providing updates uh, on uh, our Facebook page. You can keyword LCMS Disaster Response if you're not already following us on Facebook. You can also check out uh, our website, lcms.org forward slash disaster. We'll have updates there uh, in the form of reporter articles uh, and and, and other things as well. The Reverend Michael Meyer Manager,
0: LCMS Disaster Response. Thank you so much for the update today. Yeah, thank you for having me.